Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. I'm Sam Delaney. Hello, Sam. The start of another week. Have you had a good weekend? Yeah, it was all right. I missed West Ham's tremendous and exciting victory, although slightly embarrassing victory against Huddersfield. That was going to be my Uh, first question. Did you get to the the London Stadium? I had to attend an emergency out of town. Wow. Mysterious. Mystery emergency. And did you, uh, but did you solve the, the, ups- solve the problem? Yeah, I, I think it was solved. The upside of it was, I won't go into the details of the emergency itself, but it required me to be in the car alone again for oh, several brilliant. hours. So, you know, life is, you know, life is light and shade, mm. dark and light all the time, isn't it? Yeah. And so although it was not ideal circumstances, there was a silver lining. And Good. that was... An accumulative four hours in the car yesterday, mm-hmm. couple of services, breaks, yeah. snacks, music, radio, yeah. just really great times. Great times all alone. Good. I think it, I'm starting to think that we should do some special episodes from various service stations around the country. Oh, mate, I could. I've always, I've genuinely always wanted to do a some sort of guide to yeah. services around the country. I mean, I. There was one that I didn't have time to stop at. I actually went a different route on the way home because I'd heard on the I could have taken the M4 or the M40 home, and I took the M40 right. because I'd heard tell of a magical, magical new services on the a M40. New one. Wow, new! Did you get to it? And I didn't. In the end, I didn't have time to stop at it because of various circumstances. I went past it. It was so frustrating. Cause it was one of the main things I'd earmarked for the day. Yeah. And I thought, I'll give myself a nice half-hour stop at these new services have, have a right good look around. Yeah. These services have a Pizza Express and a Nando's. Wow. That's next level, that. Have, that a is Nando's. next level. you never heard of that. No. A Nando's at a services. Fucking hell. That's in the and, south, obviously. Uh, oh, yeah, very much so. It's not. It's sort of. It's as posh as you can get motorway-wise because yeah. it's right between Oxford and London. Whew. And there's a there's a patisserie Valerie there as well. So if you wanted to have a if you were des- if you were driving along, and you were desperate for a uh, cream horn, <laughs> then you could you could quickly pull well, over and, and run in and grab yourself one from patisserie Valerie. Blimey, amazing scene. So so I hope I don't have to return to the scene of the emergency again anytime soon. But if I do, I'll be factoring that more carefully into my schedule. Yeah, I, I think now, I think we should be doing a series of um series of podcasts from service stations possibly in conjunction with let's say a lonely planet or someone like that. Oh us. yeah. One of the big guns. Yeah, we could get them on board. Yeah, Definitely. we could get them on board. We we said we wanted to move into travel podcasts and that yeah. could be the start. I think it could and be. And the end. <laughs> yeah. I almost ended up in some services myself today. 
Oh, that's good. I, got, I was on Instagram you... earlier, and I got a, um, I got a, a direct message from an account called Goddess Queen Nine, and right. it said the message said, "Hi, we are beautiful studeng student like student, but with a G on the end for some reason. Right. We are beautiful studeng mm. girls, and we have to pay our debts, help our families, yeah. and make all our goals happen. Will you please right. help and send us money?" Yeah. And then there was a yeah, sure. the crying emoji, the praying <laughs> emoji, the heart emoji, yeah. and the embarrassed wide-eyed emoji. So uh, obviously I replied, of course, how much do you need? Um, I thought, let's see. Where they, were they relatives of George Weyers, these I girls? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But uh, I thought I'd see where it goes. And they replied. They got back to me, uh, the five beautiful girls. And they said... Um, mm. We need thousands of euro, but however much you oh. can help, please. And then they put their IBAN okay. number, which is an international banking number for uh, doing transactions abroad. So I thought, uh, well, you know, I, I could help them out possibly a little bit. Yeah. And there was also yeah. some more praying emojis and a kind yeah. of a sad downward face looking emoji as well. So yeah, so they were being very like um, humble about the whole humble. thing. They realised yeah. they were. I was trying to help them. Uh, they were in a yeah. bit of a pickle. So I replied to that. Um, I have cash, but can only deliver it in person. Uh, if you need mm-hmm. it today, I can travel as far north as Jedburgh and as far south as Weatherby. <laughs> Do you know Weatherby <laughs> services? Um, to which they replied, please, Andy, send. And then a crying emoji. So I wasn't well, going to really give bad. the money over willy-nilly, easily. No. So then I replied, I've got 7,300 quid here in a gola hold all. But I can only do a handover in person. I don't have an internet connection, you see. Uh, I thought that would, they would have realised I was talking shit there because if I didn't have an internet connection, how could I you be talking? Wouldn't to be them? on Instagram, yeah. would I? To which no. they got a bit uppity and they replied, "Please do not troll me. I am not joking." Oh, uh, again, fucking s- out. Sad You're fierce, only trying to help. Sad fierce Some emoji. people prefer cash. Well, exactly. You know, it doesn't go through the books, then, does it? Um, exactly. Sad fierce emoji and then crying emoji. And then I replied to that, I'm feeling intimidated by you now. I have reduced my offer to £6,800. And as yet, <laughs> they have not responded to that. Oh, well, we might get a live update while we're chatting. So I don't know if they were anywhere near Weatherby Services, but that was as far as I was prepared to go. You would have thought if the they cash. were that desperate that they were praying and crying. Yeah. They'd be well, they prepared to, to try and get there. Yeah, you think Wherever they, would, they were. I mean, even if you just got to jump on a megabus... If you factor yeah. it, if you can scrape together the fare for a megabus to Weatherby yeah. and then d- subtract that from whatever money you get when you get there, exactly, it's, it's well worth it. I mean, the, the offer would have been open. I could have gone tomorrow. It didn't have to be today, but they haven't got back yeah. to me yet. So uh, the uh, the whole door with £7,300 in remains intact, close to my person. T- I, I hope they're not fucking time wasters. I hope they're not. Because you've got, you, you've got enough shit to do without having your time wasted. And, the, and I'm trying to help these girls, these five... By people saying they want money and then changing their mind. I know. These or being fussy about where they collect it from. Th- these five beautiful girls, as they describe themselves in their, in their bio. If they're as beautiful as they say, they're probably hanging around those posh services with the patisserie Valerie yeah. that I've told you about. That seems more like their speed. <laughs> yeah. They probably hang out there and refuse to go anywhere else. Yeah, they've probably got Weatherby for seven grand fuck off we'll stick around here it's fucking rolling in money around here I can't remember the name of those services but that place is only one step away from becoming like a private members club services (laughs) where you've actually got to pay an annual subscription (laughs) and show a card to get through the gate 
That's not a bad business idea, by the that's way. That's got to be the future. A members-only services. It's gonna, like, like an airport that's got the exclusive VIP lounge. Precisely. Similar, but for services. We could set that up. After Brexit, there'll be all sorts of shit like the Hunger Games style. Yeah, of course. Where, like, dog there dog. will be pri- there'll be private motorways just for the rich and important. Yeah. The rest of us will have to just... Have you seen bog snorkelling? Where people, where people uh, swim no. through... It's You know, bog, it's kind of like a two-foot-deep, mm. marshy yeah. kind of water. water yeah, wave. I like them. I like and, bogs, um, yeah. People bog snorkel, they, they kind of swim and crawl through that. Yeah. That's how we'll travel, through bogs. The, the likes of us, while yeah. While the others are on their private motorways, yeah. My dad was telling me earlier... I saw my dad earlier, and he was telling me about... I can't remember how it came out. Oh, yeah, you know I went to a party in a strip club in the week. Which you was like something you did. from you the 1970s. You shared that with the readers, the, readers, the no. listeners. Yeah, I won't go into the details, but I went to a party in a strip club, which is something that I had, I don't suppose I've ever done before. If I had, certainly not since the 90s. It was, you know. But anyway, whatever. It was fine. It was nice. Um, but, you know, we didn't... I, there were no strippers performing for us. It just was in a strip club. It was just being used the as strippers. a venue. The, yeah, the strippers were they were strippers, but they were downstairs. In the in the anyway. same way, you hire a church hall for your kids' birthday party, but no religious it, yeah, service takes place. It was just like that. Yeah. yeah, you hire the church hall doesn't mean the fucking vicar's going to turn up and start talking to you about Jesus. <laughs> same sort of deal. Like fuck. Anyway, I was telling my dad about this. How did we get onto it? Oh yeah, then my brother claimed that he had seen Jackie Chan in a restaurant once right. in America. And he was holding court on a table full of people. And there was a woman, he claims, who appeared to work for him, yeah. who was cutting up his food and feeding it to him <laughs> while he sat on a table full of other people holding court and speaking to them, being entertaining. Yeah. There was someone feeding him, cutting up nice little mouthfuls of meat or what yeah. have you and putting it in his mouth. Good. And he was just casually accepting it. And I was, we were like, fucking, that's a bit weird. What's going on there? And my dad said, well... You know, he went, I went to, where was it now? I think it was Japan. He goes, I was in Japan once. He was talking about in his business heyday, right? <laughs> and he, he when he was a man of status, and he said that they were all sitting around him and some other businessmen. And can, I, can, I just, it, can I just interject and say at some point we're going to need yeah. a side series of podcasts with your dad called My Business Here, dear? Yeah, yeah. Honestly, because the stories are amazing. And he reckoned that the people who, who... He was at a corporate event of some sort, and suddenly all these women came out, Ooh. and they sat... And they sat, and one and a woman sat behind each businessman, <laughs> and he thought, "What's all this about?" And they started trying to, <laughs> they started trying to feed him sushi, right? <laughs> Erotic. And I went... What did you do? And he went, ah, oh, I just ignored her. I mean, I can't speak Japanese. She couldn't speak English. But there was no way I wanted her feeding me. It didn't feel right. There's a language barrier, but surely the international language of being fed by a stranger comes into yeah. play. I said, you should have just waved her off and said, thank you, but no. <laughs> he went, I turned my back. Ooh. He said, "Next thing I, next thing I know, she was fondling my hair, and then she <laughs> whispered to me that my hair, in English, that his hair was as soft as a baby's." 
But it was the way my dad was saying it. He was so still confused by it. He was like, ah, she said, my hair was as soft as a baby's hair. And I said, well, you have, you have got nice soft hair, dad. I mean, you know, it's just fair enough. Yeah, but nice. Um, it was a nice thing to say, but he just said in the end that he had to ignore her till she cleared off. She did. Uh, he said he felt un- uncomfortable about the whole she thing. She didn't ask for seven thousand three hundred pounds then. No, she didn't. Oh, In the yeah. end, she just she just did the off, and he said that was that. Different times. And the only other thing he the only other thing he told me about the trip was he said they went next door after that and did karaoke with some other international <laughs> businessmen. There was a array of international <laughs> businessmen, and he said, and the Japanese businessmen got up and started doing extremely earnest, serious renditions <laughs> of songs because they take karaoke super seriously. Yeah. And he said he got up with an American businessman and they did a stupid mucking about song, like a <laughs> disco number. We're all see dancing. And the Japanese businessmen looked super fucked off Ooh. and offended by it. Shit. Because you don't do that. Don't he said, I learned a lesson. You don't fuck about in karaoke with when you're with the Japanese. So interesting insights to my dad's business life of yesteryear. Yeah. Good stuff. Um, sure, we, we, were watch, the... we were watching. We were watching. I'm. I'm still buzzing from Millwall Brighton. I don't know if you talk about that now. <laughs> yeah, go on. But we might as well go on to the football. Absolutely yeah. fucking sensational. I watched it. My dad and my brothers. It was a family party earlier for my nephew's birthday, and when it was two 0 I was just becoming so furious and downheartened, mm. and I thought, "Fucking Mill and the Cup semi-finals again. Horrible, horrible, horrible." I thought, classic, they've been up to their old tricks. Yeah. I don't know what had been going on behind the scenes, but I fucking knew something. Yeah. Whether they'd put a, a hoodoo of some sort on the poor old Brighton lads or Chris and I don't know. Probably had a but quite I was a word fucking, threatening I was them. fucking gutted. They came back sensational. Yeah. Th- I was at the house of Casper Delaney, who regular listeners all know is my most volatile brother. <laughs> and he had been drinking, he'd been drinking really heavily. Like, see... <laughs> really heavily and he'd been pitching me ideas for feature films about the troubles in Northern Ireland and whatnot. Why? Has he been watching Derry Girls or something and getting ideas? (laughs) He reckons he had lunch with Andy McNabb (laughs) and now he wants to do a film about the troubles. (laughs) Right. I mean, I I was confused. I was not listening probably, but it was not nice. Right. Right. Anyway, they kept cutting to... uh, What's his name? The what's the Millwall manager? Neil Harris. Yeah, he's a legend. Of, he's a Millwall legend, he is. right? Yeah, one of their top goal scorers. Fought off bollock cancer the lot, and he, they keep cutting to him on the sideline, and they keep having the Aston underneath Neil Harris, and they're talking <laughs> about there's Neil Harris there, of course, Millwall legend. <laughs> My brother has been sitting watching it with us for ages. Through all of this, me and my other brother have even been discussing, oh, yeah, Neil Harris, Neil Harris, yeah, yeah, used to play for them, yeah, great. And he's gone, Cass has suddenly gone, fuck it it's Steve Gallon. It's Steve Gallon. That's Kevin, that's Kevin Gallon's brother. I know him. Right, so the Gallons are a QPR fan. Yeah. And I, I know him, I know him. And I've got, we've gone, no, gently, because we know he's drunk, mm. so we don't want to upset him. Of course not. We've got enough. I don't think that is, mate. I think that's Neil Harris. It fucking isn't. That's fucking Steve Gallon. I've been for a pub lunch with him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh. 
But they, it's not, mate. It's Neil Harris. It's the Millwall manager. Oh. He goes, I think I'd fucking remember if I'd been for a yeah, pub lunch would, with someone you? what he fucking looks like. And that is Steve fucking Gallon. And then he's gone, Google it. To my brother, really aggressive. Google it. And go, well, what's he supposed to fucking Google? Has Castellani been for lunch with Steve Gallon? Is the bloke on telly Neil right Harris or Steve Gallon? I'm not sure what to Google. <laughs> so in the end, we just Google who is the Millwall manager. Well, we knew who the Neil Millwall Harris. manager was anyway. Yeah, of course. Neil Harris. Now, unless Steve Gallon, and so he still wouldn't have it. You go, well, hang on. We've got, all right, fine. All right, maybe it's Neil Harris. But, <laughs> but maybe Neil Harris is the Millwall manager. But that could still be Steve Gallon. I go, well, if it's Steve Gallon, A, what's he doing there? And B, why does the cameraman persistently to cut to him? Yeah. Why is he on the touchline? Could you not have just then let him go? Could you not just let him have his moments and let it be Steve he Gallen? He wouldn't let it go. By the end, he was saying shit like, well, maybe I had a pub lunch with Neil Harris. <laughs> <laughs> he thought he'd been tricked. Does he, does he anyway, remember what he had in the pub lunch? Or just that it was a I think lunch. it I think it was a ham ploughman's. Right. Ha- ham ploughman's and a pint of bitter. But he said um Neil Harris up to his old tricks again. Yeah, I mean that, me that I started to be suspicious in the end. I sort of thought, well, you never know with fucking Millwall. Maybe you did have lunch with Neil Harris and he was masquerading <laughs> as Steve Gallon yeah. in the hope of pitching to you a film about the troubles yeah. in Northern Ireland. I don't know. <laughs> He thought, I've got to get in with Castellani. He's got contacts that I require to get my film about the Northern Ireland troubles off the ground. <laughs> the thing is, I've done my research, and apparently the only way in with him is QPR. He's very anti-Millwall. So he's anti-Millwall, and he's obsessed with QPR. I'm going to have to go undercover as a member of the Gallon family. <laughs> QPR's premier family. <laughs> so he was confused and he was upset but the brilliant thing about it is that at the end after we'd sort of established that he was just drunk and confused and had forgotten who he'd had a pub lunch with he's, there was a long pause and he went Sam don't fucking talk about this on your stupid <laughs> podcast <laughs> and I said well I wasn't actually planning on it but, but now no, you put the thought in my idea yeah I mean he, he never listens but he's become aware people have made him aware of the fact through, that he is a regular subject through social osmosis so he, yeah, he, yeah well you know of course he's one of his best mates his best mate is Louis Collins so right. he's heard it from him apart oh, from is Louis anyone Collins, else is Louis Collins listening all the time now after you'd slandered him I, I think he might be yeah. so be careful I've got nothing to say about I Louis mean, Collins I'd be much more concerned about setting Collins and I with my brother. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was my afternoon. Good stuff. I missed. I missed West Ham, but at least we won, and then at least Millwall lost. So it all turned out well in the well, end in it, the footballing it, universe. It, well, even better for you because in the prediction league, you got four points this weekend, and myself and Results Spot just got one poxy point each. Oh, so you, goodness gracious! You're Fifteen points clear at the top. Hundred and thirty. So did I? Did, did I get a correct score then? Uh, yeah, oh, you did. You got uh, Watford two, Palace one. Fucking hell! So there you Not go. Bad day. Eh? Well done. Good stuff. And did I predict Wolves beating Manchester United? Um, that wasn't one of our prediction matches. That's you might have I'm done. Well, for, for the record, I did inside my brain. You might have done it. Yeah, on Civvy Street, you might have done it, but not within this podcast. Yeah. Okay. Fair All enough. Right. Jalapeno. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite 
of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Jalapeño. Right, let's have some bullshits then. Uh, here's a good one. Okay. From, so Elliot Harrison. Actually, it's a dad bullshit, this one. He says, this dad bullshit isn't mine, but I liked it. He says, I worked with a lad from Portsmouth whose family heritage was of Greek extraction. This meant he developed hair at a rate and volume not shared by the other boys at his primary school. He asked his dad about this, and his dad sat him down and told him the truth. He said his mum Oh, like da- in Teen Wolf. It sounds exactly like Teen Wolf. Well, he says, his mum and dad were so desperate for a child that they had stolen a baby chimp from the zoo and shaved it, and he was that <laughs> chimp. <laughs> Great stuff. And then he says, the next day when he went into school and told his classmates this news, his humiliation was complete. I never met his dad, but I wish I had. Lovely. Nice stuff there. Um, I've got another quick one here from Paul Brown. Uh, it's a kind yeah. of a cousin of the hero fantasy thing. And he, he calls oh, yeah. this a random walking game. He says, here's a random thing I do when I'm walking. Uh, if someone is a bit in front of me, between two feet and ten feet, and there's a lamppost approaching, I like to race people to be the first past the lamppost. Obviously, they have no <laughs> yeah. idea that I'm playing, but I will speed yeah. up, lengthen my stride, and I've even been known to dip before the post if it's close. There have been some, <laughs> there have been some epic races over the years, but I'm sad to say I'm not unbeaten. Give it a go, though. It really livens up the dullness of walking. Yeah, well, two things. One is I don't find dullness that dull. I mean, walking that dull. I do find dullness dull. But I have done this already. I'm constantly doing secret contests against people who are unaware. Well, definitely. Unaware. And not just walking, driving, everything. (laughs) I've got some hero fantasies. All right. Morning, chat. Not sure if you're still doing hero fantasy emails, but either way. It's recently occurred to me I'm a dedicated hero fantasizer. I moved to Lisbon in September last year, moved into a quaint area out of the centre, um, just out, just near the zoo. <laughs> Since moving out here, I've had a massive variety of hero fantasies about the zoo, <laughs> all, of, all of which involve the animals escaping. <laughs> My morning bus into the work goes past the zoo, and I watch the gates avidly every morning in case there's an escaped lion, gorilla or penguin. In some of these fantasies, I managed to calm down and charm the lion back into the zoo. I like the idea of him charming it, like wiggling his fingers sort of thing. Hypnotising um, it. In others, I save a pretty girl crossing the road from a stampede of zebras. In others, I lock down the local school, saving the children from a certain mauling. Imagine that, running into a Portuguese school. Lock the doors! There's a bunch of penguins outside! 
Admittedly, there's some more brutal anti-hero fantasies in which I wake up, open the doors to go into the garden with a coffee, only to find a tiger there, which I have to then fight using only what I have in my kitchen. Yeah. I'm getting to the point now where I genuinely believe I could take out a tiger with a kitchen knife. Fucking hell. If I had Sam's Italian cousins, then obviously it would be a different story and the tiger would be fucked. It wasn't my cousins who shot the cat. It was some Sardinian peasants who shot the cat. <laughs> My cousins, unfortunately, just had to witness they were the murder. by it. Yeah, yeah. I used to live near okay. to. Um, I used to live near to a safari park when I was a kid, and it closed, oh, yeah. it closed when I was about seven because there were regular escapes. Um, I, really? Yeah, I, I'm trying to remember what escaped. I don't, a giraffe got out once, and I think some monkeys got out. Uh, there's the rumours that a lion got out. It was called Lambton Lion Park near a place called Shiny Row, and. Uh, yeah, but it closed in the end. It also had a um, an aeroplane on the site, and you could climb up the steps and walk about on this aeroplane. That was one of the tourist attractions. For people who didn't get to go on foreign holidays, you could see what it was so like to be on pretend, an aeroplane. You'd, pre- you'd pretend that you flew. So it's the full experience yeah. of flying to Africa for a safari. Exactly, yeah. But in, in your home country. Yeah, and you'd get off after 10 minutes and then go on an ice cream or something. Yeah. Some more um, uh, jungle animals in this next one from Jamie in Grimsby. Oh, yeah, go on. He says, uh, my uncle Trevor, an Australian bloke, married into the family. He's a king of bullshit. Um, He's well into his late 60s now, but he still insists these are all true. Once on a visit to Sri Lanka, he was kidnapped by the Tamil Tigers, held hostage on a bus for a month and had to fight his way to freedom barehanded. And secondly, on a mission in Africa, he came across a troop of silverback gorillas and had to pretend to be one of them for two hours to avoid being attacked. And finally, as a young lad, his family were dirt poor and he insists he had to run a marathon to work and back every day in the blistering Australian summer. Did you <laughs> fuck, Uncle Trevor? Did you fuck? <laughs> Craig Lewis has been in touch. Hey, guys, after listening to the original Stray Man's bullshit the other day, I felt that this was an opportunity to get a bullshit off my chest that I've been living with for nearly 20 years. You'll remember that the, the original Stray Man... Um, has just accidentally stumbled into sustaining a childhood lie yeah. into his 50s. Yeah. Um, so we were asking for people's long-running bullshits. Puberty hit me quite early on, says Craig, uh, giving me a distinguished hairy upper lip when I first started high school. Second person in a day who's talking about being unusually astute. Yeah. Yeah, early puberty. Uh, another, another great subject for the cunts to get in touch with. <laughs> Give us your early puberty <laughs> stories. Good or We'd bad. We'd love to hear them. Good experiences or bad. <laughs> your hilarious tales of getting pubes earlier than the other kids. <laughs> right. Uh, it gave me a distinguished hairy upper lip when I first started high school. This led to a lot of piss taking by my classmates. The best one being my nickname, which was Tash Mahal. <laughs> Excellent. After a few months, I'd had enough. But instead of shaving it off, I decided to go with it. You can't take the piss out of my tash, right? Because my dad's Italian, and that is racist. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> what? No, you're the racist for saying that all Italians have moustaches. <laughs> right? This did seem to stop the piss-taking. Well, it means that your mates were actually unusually, for the era, quite liberal. Mm. They thought, oh, yeah, actually, we, we've been going around calling him Tash Mahal, but... If you think about it, if you factor in his Italian heritage, which we were hitherto unaware of, it actually is uh, quite uh, racially sensitive and we should stop or at least tone it down a little. 
Uh, after, yeah, he goes, I created a whole backstory that my heavily pregnant Welsh nan was on holiday in Italy and had my dad. Logic was lost on me and my friends, and they accepted that this is why I look like a young Mario brother. This led to a whole web of lies, especially in World Cups and Euros, where because Wales weren't in them, I had to support Italy. I even got my mum to buy me an Italy shirt because I told her I really liked Francesco Totti. (laughs) I occasionally see some people from school who ask me about my Italian dad, and if he ever goes back, to which I just try to laugh it off. Hopefully this email is closure for this bullshit and I'm thankful for having a platform to get this off my chest. That's from Craig Tashmahal Lewis. Well, well done for fessing up to it because really you need a release. Sometimes you get locked in a bullshit that you can't get out of. That's why we're here. Here's one from another Craig. This is a sex fill. Craig Brooks. He says, when I was 16, I went to a dodgy nightclub with a few mates. It was a place known for serving alcohol to under-18s. There was a girl from school who I'd heard was interested in me. She came over and asked, so, you're going to buy me a drink then? I still cringe at my reply. Please remember I was 16, drunk and a twat. He said, yeah, of course, if you give me a blowjob. Oh, God. Yeah, okay, she said, quick as a flash with a smile on her face. Craig adds, I shit myself. Oh, no, we can't do that. That would make you a prostitute. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he said I'll tell you what I'll just give you the money for the drink and we'll leave it at that he says <laughs> I gave her a pound coin and walked away oh man oh my god Jesus Christ Craig Brooks Craig Brooks that's fucking path- that really reflects badly on you on a, in a number of ways on so many levels yeah Jesus Christ um, I had some requests on uh, Twitter from a couple of people for more stories about Archie Buchanan. Yeah, my, I saw my that. mum's bullshitting boyfriend. Yeah, uh, heavy drinking, wasn't who, he? He was a heavy drinker. He was an accomplished liar, and he was Glaswegian. No, he was from Edinburgh. Claimed he played for Hibs professionally on several occasions, um, and he was the milkman. Right, he was he was our milkman as well as our <laughs> living stepdad I guess (laughs) anyway I won't do it now we've already been recording for a while but I I just say on the Tuesday mailbag uh, episode I will I've got some more Archie (laughs) material I've got some Archie stories that I've uh, not not, that I've so far held back so hold out for that alright nice one Um, that's about all we've got time for I reckon I'll just have one more quick one some unexpected tits and I've, yeah. I've vetted this one. It's all right. It's fine. Um, Johnny Scott. When I was about eight, I went on a family holiday to the Caribbean. There wasn't any of the kids in the hotel, but my parents got on with all the other adults and we would all spend time together at the beach and by the pool. One day, me and my sister were playing by the pool with my dad and all the ladies were lounging on the sunbathing. All the ladies were sunbathing on the lounges. Some of them had done that thing where they lie on their fronts and untie their bikini tops so they don't get white lines in their tan. Mm. All of a sudden, I like it when they do that. Yeah, sexy. <laughs> All of a sudden, there was a loud scream that made me jump and look up. One of the ladies had been stung by a wasp and had jumped up in pain and was running around oh. screaming, unaware. So you'd have to bikini top behind on the lounger. This sparked a chain wow. reaction of topless women trying to help her. Johnny says, "Surprise tits everywhere." <laughs> but- this uh is an, uh, this is almost the consummate surprise tit story. <laughs> yeah. To such an extent, it's so perfect, yeah. a surprise tit story, that I'm starting to wonder where it's 
actually a bullshit. Well, I don't think it's it is. It's because it's too perfect. Because jo- Johnny shows himself, even at eight years old, to have been the complete gentleman. He says, eight years old, I knew this was something I was not meant to be looking at. So I turned uh-huh. round, leant against the railings and looked out to sea. Oh, <laughs> so poetic. And then he says, I was soon joined by a group of men all staring at the ocean, leaving the topless women to deal with the commotion. So he led by example, he did. and even yeah. the more mature men who would have been much more tempted. Because to be honest, when you're eight, you're not interested in seeing boobs anyway, not really. Are you not? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. Well, some eight-year-olds might be, but on the whole, you're more interested in digging holes or Dick Turpin, aren't you? Yeah, it's all connected, and, often. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and so... Um, but yeah. yeah, but I think it's good that the other men followed his example. Yeah, there was a very, very good... Um, outcome to that one right that's all we've got time for um, we're back tomorrow as you've said with the mailbag delve we'll try and got some good Archie stories some Archie stories um, and I've got a story about uh, I, 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 I'm going to tee up a new subject alright about accidental purchases okay things that you spent money on out of awkwardness <laughs> rather than necessity do you have a personal story Relating to that, I've 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 probably got loads. I can't think of it, but I've got one mate, my best mate, who has so many. He's got a new one where he's accidentally agreed to go to a Christians gig. Wow! <laughs> not not Christians as in the religious people, but the, the Christians the, as in when will there be a harvest the for the world? Group from the late eighties, yeah. And yeah, how, and how, how he's do done, you accidentally he, agree to go to that? He's agreed to do it out of awkwardness right because he's he's been to a school a pair pta quiz right yeah. you know when they do a quiz up the school to raise yeah. money yeah he's gone to that which is a fucking stupid idea in the first place yeah. isn't it but whatever he's gone he's accidentally got met him and his wife have accidentally met another couple i know what this is starting to sound like and i share your concerns everyone yeah it does sound a bit swingy right <laughs> In your 40s, you shouldn't be meeting new couples. No. Right? No. Not spontaneously, anyway. Maybe if there's a slow builder and your kids have been mates for like mm. a couple of years. And you but certainly shouldn't be going to Christian's gigs with them either. Small, a, a quiz. They've got really pissed up at the quiz. And then they've gone, let's go back to ours and carry on getting pissed up and play darts. He goes, it's going amazing. We're getting on really well. They're a right love. We're really pissed. Yeah. And we're playing darts and it's brilliant. And then they've started going, we started putting on all our favourite music. And uh, we go, you put some music on. And everyone's put, and they put on, <laughs> when will there be a harvest for the world, right? <laughs> and my mate's pissed enough to think, oh, fucking hell, the Christians. I haven't thought about them in ages. They're brilliant. This is, I love this song, right? Which is the sort of thing that you could imagine when you were pissed. Like, because it's funny, isn't it? When you're pissed, you you often think that songs that are actually average are brilliant. Yeah. And uh, he's like, oh, fucking hell, I can't believe I haven't had edges. Anyway, this couple, and, it, you know, it's always going to come. If you've met a new couple, it's it, they're too good to be true. If you think they're great, they share the same interests as you, yeah. they're going to be from a similar political... You know, sooner or later, they're going to say something, you're going to think, oh, fucking hell, this is why we don't make new friends. Yeah. Right? And sure enough, they've gone, their eyes have lit up, they've looked at each other, and they've gone to my mate, we are massive fans of the Christians. They're like <laughs> our favourite band. <laughs> and he's gone, right, 
and he's sort of dancing along and his wife is as well. They're like, yeah, great, great. Yeah, they are great. I'd forgotten they were great. Yeah, and they go, so you like them then? And he's gone, yeah, like that. And they go, great. We're going to, you know, you're never going to believe this, but you know they're playing London in October. (laughs) And he's gone, great. And he's got, they've gone, let's all go together. And he's gone, yeah, yeah, let's do it. Right. And they go, great. We'll sort the tickets tomorrow. Because we're, we're, you know, they're fucking members of some sort of fan club. So they get advanced notifications, right? Like the Christian Christian version of the Iron Filing Society. Yeah. We're going to get the good tickets. They're like 80 quid and you get fucking VIP. We're going to go, all of us. Yeah, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. He said the next morning he woke up and it was one of those ones where him and his wife a bit hung over in bed and go, oh my God. It was quite good last night, wasn't it? Yeah, it was fine. But didn't something, I've got a sneaking feeling that something bad happened. Oh, fucking <laughs> hell. That. The Christians. <laughs> we fucking agreed to go to Christian. They're buying the tickets now. <laughs> next thing, it's only like 10 in the morning and they're getting the text because they're thinking, hopefully they forgot or they knew it was just drunk yeah. chat. They've got the text. We're booking the tickets now. Just checking. Do you want us? Do you want to give us your credit card details, or should we buy them and you just pay us back cash? Fuck. He said. I said, "What did you do? Tell me you didn't go through it because he has got a record of going through with stupid things like that. I mean, this is a bloke who's gone on holidays off the back of things like that because he feels too awkward about backing back down out. afterwards." <laughs> yeah. He went. We just couldn't justify it. He went, you know, the fucking Christians, we talked long and hard about and we realised that was the only Christian song we knew. We knew right. one fucking song. Yeah. He said, I, I sent a text. I won't tell you the full wording, but suffice to say, it started with the words, in the cold light of day. <laughs> <laughs> and I was proud of him for having the balls to, to back down. But um, he's got other stories like that, and I might expand upon them on tomorrow's yeah. podcast. I mean, but if, if any cunters have got stories about... Math, like awkward situations because yeah. it happens in shops as well once he went in to a shop a fancy clothes boutique and he was sold by the customer service people what he called what he told me was called a suit scarf which is a special scarf designed specifically to wear with suits and it costs like 80 quid Jesus right Christ. and this is a bloke who does not spend money on clothes he's not a guy who's into buying expensive clothes ever mm. But he'd walked in off the street just for a browse, probably killing time, waiting to meet someone. And they fucking cornered him. And they said, would you like this suit scarf? Try it on. It looks lovely. Do you want to buy it? And then he goes, yeah, yeah. And then they go, he goes, how much? And they go, oh, I think this one. How much is it again, Steve? Can we get a price check on the suit scarf? Oh, that one. Oh, yes. It's very reasonable, actually. It's 80 pounds. And his eyes open and they go, 80 pounds. And he's, he doesn't, he's too embarrassed to look poor. Yeah. So he goes, yeah, fine, no problem. Oh, oh, yeah, that's nothing to me. I can easily afford that. Yeah, what else am I going to wear with my fucking suit to keep my neck warm? There you go. And then afterwards, he's practically crying. He's like, look at this. I never wear suits or scarves. I don't, I don't even own a suit. So he's got a good track record of this, yeah. and I know the cunters will have stories yeah. of this nature where they've just bought things because it was too awkward not to. Yeah. And I want to I want to get to a situation where someone's the biggest one we can find, so a really expensive holiday or a house or a yeah. car or something like that. It doesn't that. even need to be a purchase. Any, any regrettable situation you've talked yourself into because you couldn't talk yourself out of it at yeah. the time. Yeah, because see me now, 
I think I've reached a, a stage of enlightenment where I do not care. Mm. I think you're like this as well. I do not give a shit about telling people very quickly mm. yeah. that I don't want to do a thing. Yeah. If I'm in a shop, someone says suits off, I go, no, I don't want that. Yeah. They go, do you want to look at it? No. <laughs> and someone says to me, I mean, that's one of the benefits of not drinking because you, you think more clearly. If someone says, would you like to go to a Christian's concert? I go, no. And they go, why? And if they say, why not? I go, because I just don't, don't like fucking want to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I do not want to go to that. <laughs> I do it all the time. I, I mean, I fucking, I've actually, I actually love turning down particularly social engagements in a blunt way. Just don't want to do it. Yeah. You just go, I don't, I, I, thanks for the invite, but I'm not coming because I don't want to. I wrote that recently. <laughs> it was actually a nephew's birthday party. It's fucking, mate. It's a, someone's fourth birthday party, right? You know how shit those things are, right? You're fucking Sunday. You have a load of fucking people. Everyone's, there's a load of parents who all look exhausted and miserable, right? And no one's... And it's sort of awkward and mm. no one's really talking. There's relatives, but then there's relatives... Uh, there's someone... It, like It's not just your in-laws. It's someone else's in-laws. Yeah. It's your in-laws' in-laws. And, it's, and the kids are screaming and there's shitty food everywhere... And it's just awful. It's no way to spend a Sunday. And you should have said, so I, you should have said, no, I don't want to do that. And also, you shouldn't have asked me to come to this. It's not my well, place more, to be there. I told my brother-in-law, I said, I'm not coming today because I don't want to. <laughs> Fair and enough. I think he respects me more for it. Definitely. Do you know what I mean? Definitely. So I just don't want to come to that, mate. Plus, my kids are older than that now, so I, I did all of that. Yeah. I had to go to fucking countless parties with them when they were younger. Anymore. Yeah. I hated all of them. Now my kids are older. They go to parties on their own. They don't need me there, right? I'm not going to do it back over again. <laughs> but that said, I do it about adult parties as well. Yeah. I, I always say, I'm not coming because I don't want to. And then that, I think it's better because people know when you go, I'll try to come. But I'm not sure I might have something else I need to do. And people think, yeah. you're just bullshitting me, bullshitting cunt. I go, I don't want to come to this thing. I just don't want to. And I don't need to justify it in more detail. You should be able to work it out for yourself. I want to sit home in my fucking tracksuit and watch the box. Fuck off. <laughs> fucking hell, mate. It's bad, isn't it? <laughs> right. It is bad. Yeah. All of that then. Get mm. your examples in. Let's knock it on the end now because that's 40 minutes. That's more than enough All for right. a Monday morning. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, mate. I'll uh, speak to right. you tomorrow, we'll Andy tomorrow. Dawson. And uh, Thanks, Canters, everyone. keep it real. Ta da. Bye bye. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.